this is uh, Kimberly Miner today, the owner and founder of Holistic uh, Living, Health, and Wellness. And to my right is the amazing Samantha Schultz, the owner and founder of Energetic Me. And we are here today to continue our series in the 12 Pillars of Burnout. And we are on pillar number five, yes. which is conflict resolution. Yay! So we are going to be discussing conflict resolution. Uh, and we want to uh, let you all know is that we actually have a workshop uh, coming up on September 29th uh, from 9 to 11 a.m. And here is the exciting part. Are you ready? There we go. Woo! For all of you who need some continuing uh, education credits, it is worth four continuing education credits. Yay! So you can come spend some amazing time with Samantha and I and get four credits out of it too. So like how many times you get the ability to spend fun time with people like us and get credit too. Yeah. So, um, and uh, they will be, um, our focus will be on, uh, what are our focuses on? For this next one the next doing? one is on? Will be childhood and emotions. That's right. Mm -hmm. Childhood and emotions is what we're going to be uh, focusing on on the workshop. So we are hoping that you will come out and join us. It is at Southwest Herb um, in Mesa, Arizona on Center Street. And we will, uh, on top of this recording, we will have the information on there. And we also have a link that you can go to that will connect you to register for it. So it is uh, $25 per person and uh, it will be a lot of great information. So we give you detailed information. We do interactive activities to help you start trying to work with the particular topics that we're talking on on that particular workshop day. So we hope that all of you can uh, join us if you are out in the area. So with that, we will uh, get back to our focus, which is on conflict resolution today. And conflict resolution, boy, I tell you what, uh, this, talk about taking on a dicey subject. Yes, it is. Because how many of us have been in a situation that whether it be work or your personal life, and you're like, yeah, I know absolutely 100% I did not handle that well whatsoever. And plain, plain and simple, at the moment, you just didn't care <laughs> whether you handled it well or not. You know, you uh, later on, you know, as the emotions wore off and, and, uh, you had some space to, you know, think and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. um, you know, you make, oh, like, yeah, I could have like, handled that way, like, way better, <laughs> way differently and stuff. Oh, yeah. uh, so that's where really uh, conflict resolution is something that um, is really good for any, you don't have to have had something horrific happen in your life or in your childhood mm -hmm. to not have the capability of dealing with conflict. Because the number one thing is, is that most people don't like to deal with conflict. It is not something that, no. it's not a normally joyous occasion <laughs> when you're having conflict. So generally speaking, most people uh, don't feel um, overly excited about having to deal with it. 
or you know having to to look at it and stuff so why don't you give uh you know us a little bit of insight in your point of view on dealing with conflict resolution yeah so conflict resolution to me i know i've dealt with it a lot in my lifetime um just because of my childhood like um so many years ago i won't tell you how many years but um, it was like yesterday from my point of view (laughs) but my brother probably had adhd you know and um, undiagnosed at that time until he was probably in his 40s and so it kind of made me realize maybe the environment and how he was reacting to things but what happened to me is I learned how to stuff my emotions and not go up against anything when it came to conflict because I was terrified because I didn't like to be yelled at. You know, I was like, why are you yelling at me? Like, I'm just, I'm this nice person that wants to do the right thing. So why are people yelling at me? I don't Mm -hmm. get it. And so for the longest time for me to be able to speak up and say my piece when people are yelling at me, is very very difficult and you know I've learned to separate it and realize that somebody is dealing with their emotion it doesn't mean you have to take it on okay that's their opinion that is something that really fired them up for some reason and it could have something to do that's way deeper than anything that you have done and it just sparked something in them and you know they're all fired up now so then what do you do right the best way is to talk through it and even if you have somebody in your face that it can be just terrifying having somebody there yelling at you or lunging at you I've had that happen to me I mean I don't even think I started dealing with conflict until like five years ago because (laughs) I didn't really know how to do it I really didn't you know when you grow up with with a parent that's very, you know, on you or that might yell a lot or, you know, you just feel like you can't do anything right. You're like, you're just better off. Well, I thought as a child, just kind of cruising. Okay, cool. I'll just not make any waves and everything will be good. But what happens in that is that you're losing part of you because you're not speaking up. And so it's all about being rational. Okay, and so that is hard when you're you're fired up and heated about something that really upset you, but ultimately feelings can get hurt and it can end up being a, a way deeper thing. Now, when it comes to work, um, the same thing. It's better to kind of compose yourself and like Kim says, you know, write some things down so that when you do sit down and talk to somebody, it's it's more rational. So, you know, on your checklist, you could say, this always seems to happen. You know, that's why, because, you know, whatever, we're always short on this particular thing when we're working. And 20 times I have to go back down to the basement, which is not convenient right now, right? But <laughs> after you've done that 20 times, you're like, oh, my God what is happening here? Why does this continue to happen, right? So when you're writing it down, it just puts it on paper, it solidifies it, it, you can let it go until you're in a calmer state of mind that you could sit down with 
you know, with your boss and say, okay, look, I might have blown up because you might be getting called in for something, right? <laughs> you might say, well, I might not have handled that well because that person was pushing your buttons, right? right? So people can be really rude and, and it can push your buttons. I've had it happen in like a trauma situation. I've been pushed around or whatever, right? And it's really easy to get fired up, but I know that that's not the best time to be doing it. Well, and in the environment you worked in too, especially in a trauma situation, is that it's hard not for each and every one of you to have emotions running high because this horrendous, uh, you know, thing that is going on with the patient and stuff, mm -hmm. it stirs up emotions in every single person. And, you know, in your environment, everybody's job is to want to, is the whole sole purpose is to help and to make to try to make sure that they survive. Yes, And so yeah. um, that is a very controversial moment that can be presented, is that, you know, everybody is coming from a point of, like, stressed out, moment, momentary stress. Oh, yeah. Stressed out where um, there's no capability and there's no, quite honestly, there's no time to put your emotions into check. No, you don't. And that was one of the things that I used to be so proud of, if you can believe it. Okay, so I'm able to maintain my composure during stressful situations. Okay, well, that's good when you're in the situation, but what I found was then I wasn't really able to express later. But I did get over that because I started saying, okay, hey, look, I you didn't need to push me in trauma because I'm here at the head of the bed and I'm airway. So I'm thinking that what I'm doing is pretty important here. <laughs> that you don't need to be pushing me around because sometimes you're in really tight situations. It's hot, it's stressful. You have the doctor yelling because they're ultimately responsible for running the whole thing and, and what's going on. So of course they're stressed. It's not anything personal. and. At first, it took me a while, like, oh my God, the doctor's yelling at me, you know? But really, it's because this is important. This is a life. We're working to save this life. Right. And it really wasn't me or what I was doing, or they'd say, adjust this, do this, do that. And everybody's just like, oh, okay, you're doing what they want because they're in charge and they know all of those things. And they, they have to have those simultaneously going. But it took me a bit to... Oh, I would absolutely imagine that it would. That's yeah. not an overnight, like, oh, I get it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but I mean, the pushed one was probably the biggest one, and I really don't get very fiery or, or you know, sparked about anything typically, but that one really, because I almost fell, and, you know, I was like, this is not cool, so... I did. I talked to that person and we resolved it. And I said, you know, she didn't even know that she pushed me. So it was just, she was trying to get to the patient and, you know, she was doing what she needed to do to stabilize that patient. So when we did talk and meet, it really ended up not being as big of a deal. But, you know, when you're in that situation and you have the adrenaline going, it's like, you know, that's kind of like where fights break out and stuff. But okay. You know, really, that's if somebody's heated like that and the adrenaline's going, then it's like, oh, let's just, you know, go for it. And rah, I'm mad. And, 
Right. Where when we were able to think about it and talk about it, if I, I could have been packing that along forever if I wouldn't have talked to her. Well, absolutely. You know, which is which is why we're having this whole conversation yeah. on conflict resolution. Mm-hmm. And, you know, as as I think about this, is that um, <clears throat> you think back of our parents generation, our grandparents generation, is that they grew up where. Um, children are to be seen, not heard. Yes, absolutely. And so, you know, our parents grew up in that. And so I know that when we were growing up and stuff is that, um, you know, it was like, not that, I, th- I think there was definitely an improvement, yeah, you know, from what, from what my parents, but my, but it, it was extreme, <laughs> you know, they <clears throat> would, you know, come at us, you know, and, 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 and yell us and stuff and there wasn't supposed to be room for us to have these like conversations and kind of work through it and stuff and you know where's this coming from or what have you and stuff and so um, you know I that's one of the things that I, I did try to do you know differently you know with my kids and mm-hmm. stuff is that um, I may not have been able to keep my composure at times and stuff of but um, my kids never experience the the uh, same thing that I did of not feeling that they couldn't voice their opinion which mm-hmm. you know now as they're in their teen you know, they've gotten through their teens and then they're into their 20s like sometimes I'm like well maybe I shouldn't have given mm-hmm. them so much room to express themselves because <laughs> yeah. you know now you're like, ah, I don't know if you should be saying that to me yeah <laughs> I know or more, more than likely just telling me you know how you know what they think and stuff like that I'm like oh, whoa yeah. whoa yeah, I know. I'm like, okay, well, I obviously went way over to the other side of like, absolutely, you know, explain yourself 100% of the time and tell me your feelings and stuff and don't keep anything in a shack and, you know, and now I've created monsters. So God only knows what their children will wind up doing. They'll be perfectly balanced. Right. <laughs> so, um, but I think that that definitely comes into play, though, is that you know, if you're raised in that environment, is that um, then when you wind up getting into a relationship uh, or into you know your career and stuff, is that um, you don't know how to one discuss what it is that you're experiencing, and two, if something has happened, how to try to work through it because you've been always under this impression that you were supposed to just take it all and not discuss it yes and that's a big deal and then hurtful things come from that big big hurts come from conflict where especially if you're feeling like you're not the aggressor you're the one taking it and that's typically not your personality honestly like in my my personality I pretty mellow pretty easy going like if somebody talked to me rationally I'd be like okay that makes sense but if somebody's coming at me and they're yelling and they're lunging and then I'm fearful for my life I'm gonna handle things way differently than if somebody is completely rational about it and so it can be very scary and and some people that are are intense like that um, 
have probably had some of those situations where they've been told to go to anger management classes or, you know, things like, like this. And maybe it's just because they don't properly know how to express their feelings. And so it's more of a, you know, kind of, it's going to be my way. And, mm -hmm. and, but you do have to know that when you're in that conversation that, I mean, they might be telling you some things that you don't like as well, you know, or you may be telling them things they don't like. And, and sometimes it's okay to not be around people that you don't see eye to eye with. And it can be hard when you're working or it happens to be a family member because we know that can happen too. And I've known siblings that just don't talk to each other because they can never yeah. work it out. And I've never heard of such a thing. You know, I've never. I, I can't imagine not communicating with both my brothers. I mean, yeah. I, I, they're just, you know, they're very different in their personalities. Mm -hmm. But um, I tell you what, they are just the most amazing people to hang out with. I mean, I, I just, it absolutely blows my mind when I, I can think of a handful of people right off the top of my head that uh, do not interact with their siblings. Right. Anymore. Oh, me too. And it, me it, too. It, There's no way. I, I, one, I'm like sad for them, and two, it just, I, it's hard for me to contemplate. Yeah. That being the case, you know. I, and really, who do you have in your life? Who is going to really back you up when things mm -hmm. go to hell in a handbasket? Who's going to be there? Your and family. Who, who, who's grown up with you, the other than your siblings and stuff, and experience the same things you've experienced and stuff. Exactly. And then you can yeah. go to them and talk to them. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't matter how far apart you live from each other or how different your lives are and stuff. You still have a common place to come back to. Absolutely. To build from and stuff and understand what, you know, based on the, you know, things that have, you've both experienced and stuff, mm -hmm. to understand the other person of what's happening in their particular environment. So there's True. there's a starting point to you know in in finding somebody that you know is on your can be on your side. True, and you know to kind of tie into that, I like it. This is great um, because they do know. So your siblings do know the life that you grew up in, and they saw it. They were there. They felt it. They might have felt things a little differently because parents do seem to you know there's whatever if somebody has ADD or whatever and they're more hyper they're going to be getting more attention than say the other kids but it's it's a way to go back and say okay look now how are you handling how do you how would you handle this situation this is what happened to me today and I don't feel like I handled it the best way and I don't know if it's something that I was raised with that didn't allow me to maybe handle that in a better way so how would you handle it because that's that's a great perspective. It's a, a safe outside perspective. Right. And you guys can, yeah, I know people that don't talk to their siblings either. I, I just can't imagine. Like, I lost my brother, and I wish I could call him, but I can't. So Right. You know, and, and, you know, you talked about, you know, being in the health field and stuff and having to deal with stressful situations mm -hmm. and trying to, you know, figure out conflict resolution, you know, afterwards oh, yeah. and stuff. And I can tell you from... You know, coming from, you know, a, a corporate, you know, world and stuff and um, being a traveling person for my job and stuff, being on the go constantly and then 
having a customer that's upset about something or they like something a certain way and it wasn't, you know, there was like one little piece that wasn't followed and for some unknown reason, like they're fixated on that one thing. Right. Um, and, you know, being tired and fatigued and, you know, overworked, um, having to learn how to deal with conflict resolution on a regular basis with yes. customers and stuff. And it doesn't mean that necessarily something was going wrong, but that they have a tremendous amount of requirements, you know, and you might not be able to necessarily meet every single requirement and stuff and learning how to work with them, to deal with them through that, you know, or, you know, traveling all the time and stuff like that. And then all of a sudden my boss wants to talk about like, what, you know, catch me up on what's going on with all your customers and stuff, or what, you know, where are your sales and stuff like that. And there was moments that, like, I was in no spot to have those conversations. Like, I've been traveling all week and stuff, and you're catching me as I'm like going home. Friday night. Like, I'm like, that's the last thing I want to talk about. Like, mm -hmm. I quite honestly could care less at the moment of any of those things. Oh, yeah. You know, so, um, you know, learning how to deal with that and stuff, saying, you know what, I understand you want to go over those things and stuff. There's, If there's something you want me to send you, you know, I can send it to you. But, you know, if we can set up a time like a Monday or another day, you know, that we can go through all these things because I'd, I'd rather have, you know, all my stuff right in front of me, mm -hmm. um, you know, just letting them know where I'm at so that I can work through that conflict that I'm feeling at the moment and conflict doesn't necessarily mean that both of you are feeling it no conflict can be is that you know it's you you're the one that's experienced it based on either what's being said to you asked of you um, and it can stir up something that you don't know how to deal with so it becomes a conflict within yourself Absolutely. that you have to figure out what do you need to do for yourself to work through this conflict that is presented in front of you. And so, you know, you don't necessarily have to let the other person know, oh, well, this is a conflict for me. <laughs> I'm having a conflict moment. And they're going to go, what? Um, <laughs> you know, but uh, saying, just, you know, being able to say, hey, you know what? I'd like to be able to, you know, address this for you and stuff. So, you know, right now is not a great time for me. Can we, you know, set this up for like such and such? You're not getting into detail. You're not making it this overwhelming thing and stuff like that. It's just being very straight to the point mm -hmm. and you're resolving the conflict within yourself and they have no idea that, that, that's, no. that that's even an issue whatsoever. And that's perfectly, you know, fine. There are moments that you might have to say, you know what, I am resolving you know having some conflict with us and I, and I was presented you know on on the corporate side too of having to you know to deal with that and going to my boss and saying I'm having a conflict with this customer and stuff I can't seem to get beyond this right. and looking for them for some feedback as to maybe some different ways to try to resolve whatever you know that issue is Right, that's true because um, it is good to ask for help. I mean, we don't know everything, and and especially if we come from a background where we feel uncomfortable about mm -hmm. conflict, especially when you know you're doing your job, you feel like you're doing it well, and then here's this person that uh, the one thing that didn't get done, but the eighty other things are done. 
you know, everybody just cringes when they hear stuff like that, right? Because you're like, oh my gosh, I killed myself. And then that's the one little thing, like, that wasn't highlighted. That's that's your hang up? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Or, or for instance, say, you know, your boss is always like, hey, can you come in early, you know? Can you just come in a little bit earlier and do this or that? And you're picking up the slack for other people that aren't doing it. Then it can be very frustrating where you're like, okay, wait a minute. Just because I don't create conflict, it doesn't mean you can't take advantage of me either. Right? right. So, so it's okay to say, you know, I've realized that you've called me in a couple times early to help with this situation. But I don't necessarily know if that's fair because other people could pitch in as well. Or, you know, I'm just finding it very frustrating. So when it's put in a way that's non-abrasive and non-confrontational, things can be Another way too on that, you know, with that situation is is that it seems like there is a need for somebody to come in early on a regular basis. Mm -hmm. You know, and... You know, I think it'd be a great idea if we can find a way to all of us meet and stuff and see how we can um, spread it among among all of us. Right. And because it is nice, you know, especially being a manager or whatever, you know your go-to people that are going to do it. and But that it can easily slide into that where it's, always you because you don't say anything and then here you then then you get really mad because you're like wait a minute people always take advantage of me because I'm nice I mean I I've dealt with that in my lifetime and it doesn't happen anymore it doesn't you know I know my boundaries and Mm -hmm. I know when things make me feel uncomfortable when they make me feel fired up or when it might be something old that I'm dealing with old emotions so it's really about it goes back to awareness and everything that we're tying together here they all go together and so you know sometimes just saying uncle it's okay to say uncle it's just how you say uncle right right oh yeah conflict resolution is much more successful if you have your emotions in check (laughs) yes but it doesn't really always happen that way no it doesn't sometimes it's the blow up and stuff and then Mm -hmm. you have to come back and then um, when you do have your emotions in check, of how to work through that conflict that has mm-hmm. been created. Yes, so, true. Um, you know, it, it's so important to to figure out where where you do stand on things. Mm-hmm. You know, you, again, I think it it really ties into and the last pillar we talked about with emotions and stuff. If if you don't ever have an idea of how you feel about things and stuff, mm-hmm. then how do you know? what it is that is workable or isn't workable for you Mm -hmm. um, to deal with. And you can wind up creating a lot of conflict in your life if you don't know how to ever know where your boundary is. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Boundaries are a big deal. Mm -hmm. I mean, we'll talk about that later. That's a whole different discussion. But um, really, if you know what's important to you, then you're going to realize what is going to upset you right. and what, what a stressor is. So, like, I, I know a lot of us, especially in our generation, 40s, 50s, that, you know, we were taught to work hard. So we do that. We work hard. And, 
And so when we're starting to see maybe different generations that aren't working so hard, you know, that's that's one thing that can boil up. I mean, there's all yeah. kinds of things that can push our buttons and and trigger us, but just really realizing what is important to you. What what is important? Why is this bothering you so much? Is there any way I can handle it um, rationally and appropriately where I'm not hurting people's feelings? I'm not looking like, you know, a jerk because I'm going into the office, just going off on people. You know, it, it's really kind of backing up a little bit and, and saying, okay, you know, I, I'm an adult and I want us to still be able to right. work together, but this is really bothering me. So, see, I think that would be okay to say. Oh, it's, it wouldn't yeah. have fire you. No, up. there's there's nothing offensive to mm -hmm. what you're right. saying. You're not saying you personally are like you know offending me. You know, yeah. or you personally are my conflict. You know, you you need to keep it broad and you know general that allows for room for people not to feel like they're being attacked or interrogated. Yes, yes. And I know for myself that is, especially in a personal relationship, um, and I don't have to experience now that I, I have my own businesses, but um, I don't like being approached as if I'm being interrogated. Right. There is exactly. no worse feeling. Um, and you're not going to get much out of me. Actually, I'm going to get rather quite defensive and I'm going to like kind of cut like you may be talking to me but I'm not hearing Absolutely, and I'm intentionally yeah. doing that because I don't want to you know and it comes across uh, probably comes across as horrible um and you know annoying mm -hmm. to uh, my husband or you know people that I've worked with and stuff but nobody likes that feeling of feeling like they're being questioned and stuff and it, it if you phrase it differently and approach it differently it lends itself to open conversation mm -hmm. you know I it's kind of the same feeling that I say is that like when you're dealing with your kids and stuff when they're going through school and everything is that you know they don't like to be interrogated either no. and if you ask them yes or no questions you are going to get yes or no and I always try to talk about is that asking open-ended questions questions that require a thought yes for them to answer mm -hmm. You know, uh, and I, I have d dealt with this too when I've dealt with uh, uh, trying to um, teach things for uh, families that are dealing with Alzheimer's and dementia and stuff. Is they're in the same type of boat as you are with when your kids are younger. Oh, yeah. Is that asking open ended questions? Because if you don't, you're not going to ever get the answers that you're looking for. And you have to kind of have a conversation and ask open-ended things and then it's through the midst of that you can kind of grasp that what what it is that you can get the answers that you're you know that you're looking for mm -hmm. um so i think that that's really important too is that um that if you are in a position that you feel that somebody's brought some conflict to you is that you need to figure out how you can approach it from an open-ended and not put somebody on the defense and not interrogate somebody. Don't blame or interrogate somebody. You're never gonna get no. the any kind of you know resolution that, that you're looking for. No, you'll get the defensive mm -hmm. and the running. Yep. You might, you know, they'll tell you whatever, 
you want to hear to get out of it, especially yeah. non-confrontational people mm-hmm. are going to tell you whatever it takes to get out of there. Right. And then they, they will stop coming around, you know, because they, they don't like that aggressive, they don't know how to respond to it. So not everyone can respond to that fiery temper right at all so it's it's better to kind of bring it back in with reasoning right reasoning even examples you know this is how it makes me feel when this happens or you know when you yell at me I don't like it right I don't like it I'm an adult you don't need to yell at me right right I I'm not we shouldn't even really be yelling at kids I mean do we need to yell at anybody no really no, I, I, you know, Except I... Except stop going in the street, a car's coming. Well, yeah, that, right? that's probably really good Yeah, time that's again. Yeah. <laughs> that's an excellent time to yell. Right. <laughs> I'm in Korean, so okay. that. all right. <laughs> we can, yeah. Uh, yeah, and I, I think that um, that's definitely something myself that um, I've had to really work on, too, because when I don't feel uh, somebody's hearing me, and I've tried in uh, many different ways to get my point across or try to explain something um i will tend to raise my voice because for some some self-coping mechanism that i've developed unknowingly is that that if i do that all of a sudden it will occur to them (laughs) what it is that i'm trying to say um i'm not sure that that chances are that that's ever been the case but um somehow it like tends to make me feel better and uh you know i it's a work in process for myself of having to learn that if um i'm not getting across to them and stuff then i need to learn how to walk away you know and maybe write the things down that i'm looking to get across and stuff and maybe make a copy for them too so that they have a moment to look it over and stuff and when we sit down to go over it, then they have an idea where I'm coming from. And it lends for a conversation Mm -hmm. versus accusations or, or, you know, putting somebody on the defense. So again, you know, I I think that so many times, and here we are again, uh, in conflict resolution is that writing things down is, you know, is the key. And there's only one way to be able to communicate with somebody and if you can't do it successfully through just winging it in your brain is being able to recognize it and write it down mm-hmm. yeah and sometimes it could just be spur of the moment emotions that cause somebody to flare up and and everybody gets that right um we're not saying that you can never get angry and you know never express yourself it's just in in how it's done um and how it's handled and you know we want people to be able to express their emotions um and sometimes especially with us girls you know we might cry a little bit and and, you know we get very emotional because it really hurts our heart there are some things that hurt our heart and and it, the tears just start flowing. It doesn't mean really, it doesn't always have to be bad necessarily. I mean, we could cry for good things, cry for bad things, but really it's all 
about knowing that each person's perspective is worth hearing. So it's not really, oh, it's all my way, and you're bad, and you do this, and you do that, and well, okay, so if somebody handled the conversation that way, are you ready to hear what they're thinking about <laughs> what you That's do? That's not always so easy. <laughs> right, right. So you have to think about that too, is that, you know, when people get defensive and, you know, if somebody's being ugly to them, then what's going to come out? Is It's going to be ugliness again to hurt that person because they're being hurt. So that's really an unproductive conflict. I'm going to go with that, that it's very unproductive. Okay. Here, here's, okay. here's another good one to throw okay. out there. All right. Is that how many have experienced, uh, which becomes a personal conflict, is that you call a customer service for, you know, whether it be your cable or your cell phone or your internet or your credit card, and you've gone through 8 million prompts and you've had to re-explain yourself and they've passed you to 8 million different departments. <laughs> and by the time you're to like the fifth person and stuff, you can no longer keep your composure oh, yeah. to try to work through whatever conflict that you call to try to get resolved. Mm -hmm. <laughs> that, talk about testing yourself. Oh yeah. Just definitely. make one of those phone calls or, you know, one of the ones that like they don't speak clear English. Right. You yeah. know, and you can't understand a word they're saying. And then you can tell that they're in either, you know, Indonesia or India or something like that and then there's the cultural difference too mm, yeah you know and yeah. so um, yeah that's that uh, I, I haven't found anything yet that is working for me to work through the account <laughs> when I'm on the phone <laughs> well plus then you have to put your account number in right so you put your account number in you think it's like in the system I oh, know so then they why, ask you it yeah, yeah. so then when Joe <laughs> ships you over to Sharon, like, how come they don't have my information? Right. Like, don't you work for the same company? What's going or on Or they here? tell you that they have. <laughs> yeah. and, then, and, the, and then instead of just giving to them, I wind up having this debate with them. You know, this is, well, they, this person said they did. They said they gave me all that and blah, blah, blah. And they're like, well, I don't. Yeah, but don't you just love it when finally that person says, oh, I'm so sorry. Yes that you know that happened to you you're right I don't see anything in your file here because they're taking notes when you're talking yes. and putting it in your file so you know that person that you finally get on the phone and they're like yes I'm just gonna resolve this for you you're like hallelujah right. <laughs> hallelujah something went right it only took me 30 calls but it's good now right now I can move on good I hope I don't change an address or do anything like that because I'm going to have to call in again. Yeah. I, I, am, I, I certainly have not found how to figure out how to work that through that conflict. Okay, we'll work on that. Yeah. One-on-one <laughs> one, one coaching is the best. <laughs> yeah. I, I can't imagine anyone else having that same experience that I've had. <laughs> Oh my gosh, I know I told, um, I, I don't know, I was working with a realtor 
And I said, oh my gosh, you answer your phone. It's so awesome. And they're like, of course I do. What do you mean? Yeah. Or yeah, I love it when they, you like, they're like, option blah, 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 and then you like hit option two. <laughs> and they're like, to be able to better serve you, we choose from these three. I don't want to choose from these three. <laughs> I just chose from three already. That's right. These are another three. Right. So by the time I actually get to the person, I'm so annoyed that I I am positive that there has been a number of times that I'm like, they're like, how are you? And I'm like, uh, not happy. <laughs> yeah. And they're just some poor little lady. Right. I know. Doing her job. Right. That aren't getting paid anything that they're worth. You know. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, I thought I just threw that one in there, you know. <laughs> See, they were talking about conflict resolution. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, anyway, as you can tell, I, I mean, we're, we still work on this ourselves. It's everything that we talk about is a work in progress. It's yep. not, you know, nobody's perfect. We're all going to make mistakes. We all lose our temper. You know, we say things that we regret, but... You know, we're just trying to bring up the level of consciousness to, you know, help your kids learn how to work through conflict resolution and and explaining the emotions that they might be feeling and maybe why, you know, get to the bottom of it. Like, why does that hurt your feelings? Why does that make you mad? And, and same with us as adults, you know, just kind of bring it back down. And like Kim says, writing, writing's really good for anything. It just puts it in front of you. You can move things around and even on your schedule, no, I'm getting overbooked. You start moving things out and it's all about bringing your stress level down anyway so that we're not as reactive, right? Right, because we react because we have 8 million things on our plate and then you're gonna tell me I'm doing it wrong? What? Yeah, and I think social media with our kids and stuff brings a conflict uh, resolution to a whole different level that oh, yeah. uh, we never had to deal with and stuff is mm -hmm. that yeah, things totally. are coming up and you know, kids, the social media, as wonderful as it is, um, has allowed kids to say things on there that they would not have necessarily said had they been confronted in person. Absolutely. And so, um, you know, it can destroy a kid's self-worth and oh. their life and, and how, you know, their reputation. Like, it can yeah. just be killed. Um, and, you know, nine times out of ten, when something negative is put on there, um, it's either totally not true or 90% of it is not how the situation went. You know, 10%, yeah. there's only 10% of it that has some, you know, truth to it and stuff. Um, and so uh, I think it's really important that we, we really work on conflict resolution with our kids and stuff mm -hmm. so that uh, they can find a way to maneuver themselves through this social media world and stuff. Is that being able to uh, not, not have their life out on a world platform of trying to combat or trying to go after somebody that says something about you and mm -hmm. figuring, you know, getting them to try to understand that it is okay to go talk to somebody or how important it is. It is and that's yes. the biggest thing Absolutely. is that is that these kids don't talk to anybody about it. They mm -hmm. There's things put out there about them and stuff, and then they just keep it all within and stuff. And oh, yeah. they, 
have no conflict resolution skills whatsoever. No, and that's just so hard because you're trying to fit in as a teen or or even a child, you know, you're trying to find your place and if you happen to be singled out and and that is very, very hurtful because a lot of times there's absolutely no reason for it either. Right. You just happen to be the person of the week, you know, that that group is is being mean to or whatever. And so family definitely, I mean, your family wants to know if that is going on. Right. If you are being bullied, tell someone. Yeah, absolutely. So mm -hmm. I think it's definitely, it's so critically important to, to work with your kids on conflict resolution mm -hmm. um, and really focusing on the day-to-day the -day things and then having social media as a whole separate thing to talk about with conflict yes. resolution. Yeah. I think those are important things and so you know I think um, again today we've we to kind of summarize some of the things that we've talked about in conflict resolution is you know understanding where you stand on things um, to being able to um, to know how to take care of yourself and set up times to figure out how to deal with the conflict that that is either present or something that has arisen as a conflict for yourself to take care of. And thirdly, um, you know, writing those things down and stuff in order to be able to have a better idea and keep emotions low mm -hmm. of dealing with conflict. And sometimes maybe, you know, whether at work, forwarding it to them beforehand or, you know, with, uh, you know, a spouse or something giving it to them beforehand before you want to speak and stuff so they have an idea where you're going to be coming from so they have time. Nobody likes to bombard, be bar bombarded with those things and stuff and then be able to, you know, process it and come back with a level-headed response. So giving yes. them the opportunity to do that. So, um, and, uh, you know, firstly, making sure that, that it does become a priority mm -hmm. in your life. You will find that... Um, the more that you do that, that um, as things do arise and stuff, that it will get easier to go through and maybe the duration of it isn't as long. Or maybe some things just don't bother you as much because you've, in working through that particular conflict and stuff, it really allowed you to kind of come to peace with that particular uh, issue. And so when it, something like that comes up again, then you don't aren't affected as it. You don't allow it to bother you. You don't allow it to cause conflict for yourself. Right. And then one last thing that I wanted to bring up, too, is, is maybe respecting that of someone. Um, so if you're okay with conflict and conflict resolution, not everyone is. So if somebody is learning how to finally express themselves being patient is key. So mm -hmm. if they need to express it in writing it down and then delivering it to you or sending it through text until they're comfortable enough to say it face to face, then I recommend that that you you take that and allow it and allow that person to grow. And especially as children, as if they need to express it in different ways, whether it's writing or, or text or whatever, um, helping them work through it. And then when you finally sit down and talk about it, then 
then there's a safe space and they'll know that after a while you don't have to write it down. You can just come to me and say, hey, and even if it's in the past, even if, you know, you were so stressed out with a previous job and you always yelled all the time at the kids and the, the spouse, it's okay to change and it's okay to say, look, I don't think I handled that well. I don't think I handled that properly. I mean, nobody expects you to be perfect. I think people respect it more when you are honest and say, look, I don't think I handled that well. And I'm learning how to handle my emotions and deal with that because I don't want my kids to be afraid of me or I don't, you know, I want my spouse to be able to express their feelings. So I think that's, that is a very, very important point that you just brought up and stuff too, is because if you come back and let somebody know that you didn't handle that well and you weren't quite sure, you know, how to work through that and stuff, um, it allows the person to have empathy and allows you to approach that conflict again mm-hmm. and work through it and maybe be in a better spot yeah. than than you were before when you tried to handle it. So I think that that's a really important point that, that you brought up. So Good. Good. Yeah. yeah, everybody's in a, di- a different place, right? We all grew up differently. There are so many things that affect who we are today and how we handle our emotions our relationships, you know, work, conflict, conflict resolution, everything. Um, so, you know, just, let's just help everyone grow to be the best that they can be and cut some people some slack here. Absolutely. Yeah, I think we touched on a lot of really good <laughs> points on the conflict resolution and stuff. So, uh, you know, should you have any questions um, on it, you know, please, you know, reach out to us. We're more than happy to, you know, give you whatever information we can to try to help you out and we also are are hoping that uh you'll come out for the workshop on september 29th uh, from 9 to 11 a.m and again it'll be at the southwest herb uh, shop in uh, mesa arizona on center street and we will have that address up there for you so it is uh, 25 dollars per person and you can sign up for it on eventbrite.com and you don't forget, you get those four continuing education units right. for people that need them. So nursing, social work, executive directors. Groups. There's yeah. a lot of different people yeah. that different areas they need to have some continuing ed. So um, absolutely. So make sure to to join us if you can, and uh, we will look forward to seeing you again uh, when we touch on the next pillar of uh, burnout. Yes. All, All right. right. Thank you. Thank you.